Hi, and welcome to this week's edition of the Ocean View Podcast. No matter where you're at in our country or around the world, we thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Now sit back and enjoy this week's message. Merry Christmas Eve, everyone. And if you're just joining with us or if you're new here to our church, over the last uh, four Sundays, we've been celebrating something uh, known in the Christian community all around the country and the world known as Advent. And Advent in the Latin means an anticipation, an anticipation of the coming. And obviously tonight, um, what an amazing night because we anticipate the coming of Jesus Christ and we celebrate that by his birth. And this morning we lit the candle of love, the fourth Advent candle surrounding the wreath. We've been celebrating different attributes of who Christ is. And it's meant for all of us to just pause in a moment and just to say, thank you, God. Thank you so much for the love that you brought into the world. And I'm so excited today to join with you tonight because tonight we light the center candle. And the center candle represents Christ the King, Christ who is in us, Christ who is alive, and Christ who is the reason that we celebrate this incredible day. So again, I'm thankful to join with you as we light the Christ candle, representing his coming, his birth, changing the world. If you are here for the first time, it is such a joy. As we've been unpacking the Christmas story over the last few weeks, We've been taking a look at different characters within the Bible. Mary, we've been looking at the shepherds, we've been looking at Herod, and we've been looking at the three wise men. And today we're going to introduce a couple of different individuals that we're going to talk specifically about. But on Christmas Eve, we're all running a million miles. On Christmas Eve, we're checking for those last minute gifts. Did they get it? Who did I forget? Dinner is on. I've got to make sure everything's ready. And we are so busy and so fast paced um, that sometimes in some years we can miss the moment. You know, the truth of the matter is, is that I don't think God wants any of us to miss out on what Christmas truly is about. And I have a friend of mine, a friend of mine who you know, and I know, and I'm going to introduce him in just a second. Um, But on some Christmases, he has sat and he'd wondered, what is Christmas truly about? On one specific Christmas, he found himself feeling down. Here is this amazing holiday, this amazing event that we celebrate with family and friends surrounding. But he found himself feeling disconnected, wondering if there's more. And maybe you can identify with my friend. Maybe you're sitting here tonight and you can't believe Christmas Eve is here. And right now you're not feeling in the Christmas spirit. Maybe you're really excited and maybe you're saying, Terry, I'm good. I can't wait. Dinner is ready and we can't wait. If you just stop talking, we'll be out of here quickly. Maybe that's you. But moments matter. And I can promise you this. On Christmas Eve, God really does want a moment with each of us. Yes, even you, who maybe you haven't been to church in a very long time. Maybe you feel a million miles away from God. Maybe you're even uncomfortable sitting in a church. God wants a moment with you. And so maybe I can identify with my friend feeling different from Christmas. In fact, rather than me talk about him, let me introduce you to my friend. Take a look at the screen. May I help you? I'm in sad shape. Wait a minute. Before you begin, I must ask that you pay in advance. Five cents, please. Boy, what a sound. How I love to hear that old money plink. That beautiful sound of cold, hard cash. That beautiful, beautiful sound. Nickels, nickels, nickels. 
that beautiful sound of plinking nickels. All right now, what seems to be your trouble? I feel depressed. I know I should be happy, but I'm not. Well, as they say on TV, the mere fact that you realize you need help indicates that you are not too far gone. I think we better pinpoint your fears. If we can find out what you're afraid of, we can label it. Are you afraid of responsibility? If you are, then you have hypengeophobia. I don't think that's quite it. How about cats? If you're afraid of cats, you have aleurophasia. Well, sort of, but I'm not sure. Are you afraid of staircases? If you are, then you have climacophobia. Maybe you have thalassophobia. This is fear of the ocean. Or chephorobia, which is the fear of crossing bridges. Or maybe you have pantophobia. Do you think you have pantophobia? What's pantophobia? The fear of everything. That's it! Actually, Lucy, my trouble is Christmas. I just don't understand it. Instead of feeling happy, I feel sort of let down. My problem is with Christmas. Instead of feeling happy, I feel kind of let down. And sometimes we get to be that way. And I'm going to introduce to you today an, an individual within the Bible that missed the moment. You can follow along on the screens in just a second. If you have your Bibles, you can open those up as well. We're going to turn to a book in the Bible in the New Testament called Luke. And it tells the story of his birth and resurrection um, in the Bible in the New Testament. But Luke chapter 2, verse 1 through 7. And we're going to introduce a few individuals, and let's see if you can identify with what they're going through. Here we go. It says, at that time, the Roman Empire, Augustus, decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their home, own ancestral towns to register for this census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. He traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was now expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. Let me open this up and give you some context. Mary and Joseph are from a town called Nazareth. Did you know that Nazareth has been in the news this past week? In fact, Nazareth was not very well respected back during the times of Mary and Joseph. In fact, Nazareth was kind of despised. And the reason why is in the town of Nazareth, you had a mixed culture. You had Gentiles and you had Jewish people. And because they lived side by side and because there was a lot of them, their cultures began to become intermingled. And so you had Jewish people practicing Gentile customs. You had Gentiles practicing Jewish customs. And so the Jewish people on the outside looked and said, what good can come from Nazareth? And so Mary and Joseph, God's chosen couple, to bear the son of God. They leave Nazareth and they head to a town called Bethlehem. Now Bethlehem is only a stone's throne from Jerusalem. In fact, if you go to Jerusalem, you can literally in a few minutes by car get to Bethlehem. And so Mary and Joseph on their way to Bethlehem, all of a sudden Mary looks at Joseph and says, it's time. He's coming. And so Joseph, like any parent, could you imagine a first time parent? Joseph runs over to the inn, knocks on the door and says, my wife is in labor. I need to have a room. And the innkeeper says, there's no room. Then he goes to another inn and another inn and another inn. And every single innkeeper says, I'm sorry, there's no room. Now, many of you in here go, Terry, that is just so rude. How could this happen? How could there be no room? Well, remember, there's a census being taken. And there's a lot of individuals who are traveling and a lot of individuals who need to stay in an inn. Now, again, more context. Inns did not look like what they look today. In fact, the inn that Joseph went to, the inn that the innkeeper was at, was known as a caravansary. 
And a caravansary was meant for caravans. And so as caravans would travel through, they would stop at the caravansary, and it was two stories. The upper story is where the humans would stay. The lower story is where they would keep their horses and their livestock as they traveled from place to place. So all of a sudden, Joseph goes, knocks on the door. The innkeeper looks, one of the final innkeepers, and says, I'm sorry, there's no room. Now, i got to be honest with you. Every time I read that story and when I look at that innkeeper, I think, come on, man. Why didn't you open up? Why couldn't you find a space, a hallway, something? I mean, she's in labor for goodness sake. And many of us, we don't like that story because we can't imagine someone being that rude. The truth is, though, every time I read that, I stop and I really hear God say, Terry, you'd have been just like that innkeeper. And then I get mad at God and I say, no, I wouldn't. He says, yes, you would. No, I wouldn't. Yes, you would. No, I wouldn't. Yes, you would. And then he reminds me, you know, the innkeeper was just doing his job. The innkeeper has had many individuals come in and through that caravansary and he had to say, no room, no room. The hallways are crowded. The rooms are crowded. There is no room. I'm sorry, but you can't have a baby here in a hallway. There is no room. And so the innkeeper was just doing his job. The innkeeper had the busiest night, one of the busiest nights of his life. And the innkeeper was happy. But you know what happened to the innkeeper? He missed God. The son of God came to his door. The Son of God was right there and He could have been the place upstairs with the innkeeper to usher in the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And the innkeeper said, there's no room. Let me illustrate this another way. Last night I was having dinner at one of our favorite restaurants. My wife and I, we were tired. We were working all day on the house on Christmas shopping and everything else. And we get there and we just said, let's just get a quick dinner. Let's relax. And so we sit at the table and three quarters of the way through the meal, I had not noticed that from the time we walked in until that moment, that sitting right across the aisle, one table over, right in my view shot, was a member of our church. I didn't see him for three quarters of the meal. And finally I look over. Now here's the funny part. He didn't see me and he didn't see me until the end of the meal. And at the end I said, I'm so sorry. I was talking about our day and everything else. I didn't even see you and it's so good to see you and everything else. But I remember walking out going, how did I not see him? And the truth is, I missed a moment. I missed that moment because I was so focused on all that I had to get done and everything that was going on that I missed a moment, just like the innkeeper missed a moment. And if we can all be honest in this room, if you're taking notes, the truth is we all miss moments. Every single one of us miss moments. Now we try to do our best, but we all miss moments. And here's the sad thing. Like the innkeeper, many of us miss moments from God. And we don't know it many times, like that innkeeper didn't realize it at that time, but we miss moments from God. And I like to say, how do you miss the moment where Jesus Christ comes into the world? And I have to believe that God wants that moment with all of us. I have to believe that tonight God wants to have a moment with me and just pause my heart before I pillow my head and to have a word with me. But the truth is, because we're so busy and there's so much noise going on, we miss moments. And that's why I think God chose a group of individuals to get his message out. Because in Bethlehem, just a stone's throw away from where Jesus was born, were the shepherd's field. Many of us don't know this, but the shepherd's fields are actually located very close to where Jesus was born. And here are the shepherds in the field, and the shepherds, they don't have much going on except watching sheep. In fact, it's pretty quiet in the shepherd's field. They're on the hillside in the valley and it's peaceful and it's quiet. And all of a sudden God says, innkeeper, you missed it. 
But now I'm going to go to a place that's still and quiet because I want to make sure there's a group of individuals that don't miss the moment. Take a look over here. Luke chapter 2, 8 and 9. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. And suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. And they were terrified. They were terrified. They saw it. They didn't miss it. All of a sudden the angel of the Lord is there. And many of us think a booming loud voice came and say, the king of kings has been born. But that's not what I think really happened. Because the truth is, is that I believe many times through Scripture, God speaks through a whisper. And so in that moment, because of the stillness, because of the quiet, because the shepherds were there and it was silent, I believe God's angels spoke to them in a whisper. They were terrified because they were paying attention and they were amazed at what God saw. Let me illustrate this another way. Did you know in the United States today, there's a scientist who did this study, and it's fascinating. Did you know that right now in the United States of America, there are only documented 12 places in our country where you could go and for 24 hours straight hear no human noise. In other words, only natural noise for 24 hours straight. There is only 12 places in the United States that you can go and have complete silence. Just nature. No human noise pollution. That was from Gordon Hampton. And so here, Gordon says, that the stillness is required at times for us to hear the voice of God. I'll illustrate this another way. In 1865, we were in the Civil War. And in Petersburg, Virginia, there was a battle, a trench warfare going on between Grant and Lee. And they had been fighting for some time. And it was, if you know trench warfare, you don't move much and it is bitter and people are living in ditches every single night. And it was tiring. Three and a half years of war, and they were tired. And all of a sudden, on one dark, still night, Grant and his troops are on one side. It's nighttime, and so things are quieted down, but they know the enemy is just in the distance. And all of a sudden, they see a light, another light, another light. They see five, six, seven, eight bonfires lit up in the sky. And Grant becomes nervous right away, and he calls over some scouts, and he says, Do you know what's going on? Have you heard anything? Do you know if they're advancing? And they said, no, no, sir. Everything's quiet. We don't understand what they're doing. And Grant was nervous because he'd never seen this tactic before. So he called the scouts over and he said, you need to cross no man's land and get as close to the other side as you can. And you need to find out what's going on. Find out what their plan is. So he sent two scouts. The scouts crossed no man's land, get as close as they can. And it's documented that they said this. They got close enough to hear a whisper. And they heard in the distance a whisper of soldiers from the southern side. And the reason why they lit bonfires is because one of their generals, General George Pickett, just heard word that he was a new father and his wife had just had a baby boy. The scouts came back. They reported back to Ulysses S. Grant and they said, you have a brand, or General Pickett has a brand new baby boy. Grant was friends with General Pickett, knew him growing up, And so Grant ordered the side of the northern troops to light bonfires that night in celebration, joining with the southern Confederate troops, celebrating that a baby had come in the stillness of the night. Grant didn't miss that moment, and it took a whisper to grab his attention. If you're taking notes, I want you to know this. God speaks in a whisper. Did you know throughout biblical history, you see many times where God will speak in a whisper? In fact, did you know this? That God himself, when he created Adam, 
It says that he breathed life into Adam, that he whispered life into Adam. Now, many of us, we think whispering is like this. Hey, did you know this? That's not whispering. The true definition of a whisper is to not use your vocal cords, to only speak with your breath. And if you ever tried that, in order for another human being to hear you, they would have to get really, really close, so close, almost cheek to cheek, to be able to hear specifically what you have to say. You know, the truth is, on this Christmas, I think God wants to whisper into our lives. In fact, the great thing about a whisper is the only way for you to hear God is for you to become really, really close with him. You know, in the Psalms, it says this, Psalm 46.10, Be still and know that I am God. In this Christmas Eve, many of us, we're running so quickly and we feel distant from Christmas. We feel as if we're missing something. We see other individuals so excited about a holiday and we say, yeah, 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 let's just get it over. And I believe with my whole heart that part of that reason is is because you haven't heard from God in a really long time. But God, the amazing creator, wants to have a conversation with every single one of us, not only just the Christians, but if you're in church for the first time in the balcony, yes, God wants to have a conversation with you. God doesn't just speak to pastors. God speaks to all mankind. And the way he speaks many times is through a whisper. But you have to quiet down and you have to be so close that you can hear him. What more perfect of night than Christmas Eve for dads in this room for the very first time to pause, quiet down, and to hear the whisper of God. You know, in the Bible, there's a man by the name of Samuel. He was a young boy at this time. And Samuel thought he heard something and he wasn't sure. And Eli said to him, go back. And these are the words that you need to say to make sure that you can hear the whisper of God. And he said this in 1 Samuel 3.10, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And you see, the truth is God speaks all the time. But I just don't think we listen. I think we're like the innkeeper. I think we're doing our job. I think we're raising our family. I think we're doing everything and we're very proud of the success that many of us have had. And we said, look at us. Aren't we doing great? Isn't God proud? But when we hear, has God spoken to you? Have you heard from God? Many of us say, no, 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 God doesn't speak. No, he does. But he speaks in a whisper. You know, the truth is, I think that many of us, we don't want to hear from God. I know there are many times I don't want to hear from God. Because I know there might be some criticisms constructively in my life. You know, Terry, you think you're a great father, but you missed a few moments this past week. You didn't do that good of a job. I don't want to hear that. So God, I'm going to keep doing what I got to do. And I don't necessarily want to be still and know that you're God because I don't want to hear your whisper because for fear that you're going to correct me, for fear that I'm going to know that I'm not doing as good a job as I think I should. Maybe I'm not the man that I thought I was. Maybe I'm not the woman that I thought I was. Maybe I'm a single adult and I'm not doing the things that you'd want me to do. So God, I'm going to keep running and believing I'm doing great And I'm not going to be still and hear your whisper. But isn't it sad for all of us, including me? Now, we all know in this room, the God, the creator of the universe wants what's best for all of us. And he has those words to speak to us. But we look at the creator, the one who has the answers, and we say, we're not willing to slow down enough to hear the whisper of God because for fear that we're not doing what you want us to do. So if you're taking notes, I want you to remember this. Don't fear the moment. Don't fear the moment of the whisper of God. 
Tonight, slow down. Dads, lay down the pride. And for a moment, just get quiet and say, God, am I doing what I'm supposed to do? God, am I leading my family the way I should? Moms, am I doing the things that I should do? And be silent and listen and say, Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. I'm ready to hear. You know, my friend Charlie Brown, he couldn't understand what Christmas was. And isn't it appropriate that he called on a childhood friend by the name of Linus? And what's special about Linus is, is that Linus wore his fears on his sleeves, literally. You see, Linus had a security blanket. And if you saw Linus and ever watched this cartoon and you ever watched the series, you know that if Linus didn't have his blanket, he couldn't function. In other words, the blanket to Linus was his security. The blanket allowed him to get through any kind of fears. The blanket allowed him to exist. And Linus needed the blanket for everything. And like many of us, our blanket is we don't want to hear from God because you know what, God? I've got it figured out. I don't need it. I don't want to. I'm too afraid to know what you have to say. But all of a sudden, Charlie Brown says, does anybody know what Christmas is really about? And Linus steps up and he says, I know what Christmas is about, Charlie Brown. And this is the scripture that Linus quotes. And I want you to see it really quick. Take a look at this, Luke 2, 8 and 11. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them and the glory of the Lord shone around about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Fear not. You see, Linus got it. Linus stood there and said, Charlie Brown, you don't have to fear the whisper of God. Because if you hear the whisper of God... The whisper of God is there to comfort, to encourage. And if you want to really know what Christmas is all about, you lean and you listen for the whisper of God. Now I want you to watch very very carefully. And I want you to watch Linus in this moment. Linus, who had all of his security wrapped up in this blanket, cannot exist without it. And I want you to watch the screen and see what Linus does when he says, fear not. Take a look at the screen. Who knows what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Lights, please. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid, and the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God, and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. 
Fear not. Fear not. And for many of us tonight, maybe the greatest Christmas gift that you can give is to be silent and to not fear the whisper of God because he might just change your life and it might just be the best Christmas you've ever had. Would you pray with me? Father, I thank you for every family that's here, families from all over the country, Lord, that are here today, whether they be on vacation from out of town or whether they live here in Myrtle Beach or whether they're watching online from a distant country, God, they are your children. They're your creation. And God, you desire a relationship with all of us. And God, I truly believe you speak a lot more than we give you credit for. But in order to be able to hear your still, quiet whisper, we need to quiet our hearts. So God, this Christmas Eve, I pray for every person here that if we've not quieted ourselves, that we would take a moment, maybe tonight, maybe before we pillow our heads, that we just sit and say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. God, speak and touch my heart. God, for the first time in my life, I want to listen and I want you to guide me. Maybe tonight in this room, maybe you've never been in church, maybe this is the first time, but maybe for you, maybe it's as simple as saying, Lord, I want you as my savior. If you're in this room, I would just encourage you, if you want to follow Jesus, to trust him, to listen to the whisper of God. You don't have to have everything figured out. You just need to trust him. And every day, take a step of faith. If that's your desire, I just would love to lead you in a prayer in the quietness of your heart. And it goes something like this. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you that you came, you were born into this world. And because you were born into this world, you went to a cross for my sin. So God, I confess my sin to you. I ask that you would take it, cast it as far as the east is from the west as you promised to do. And Lord, I promise to follow you, to try to learn more about you, to take steps of faith. I won't be perfect, but God, I will allow your decisions to be my decisions. God, thank you that this Christmas Eve, this Christmas Eve, I am listening for the whisper of God. And I call you Savior. I know that I will spend eternity with you. Still in an attitude of prayer, every family, my prayer for all of us is that not only we recognize that this is Christmas Eve, but that we would hear, feel, and know what Christmas is truly about. We bless you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thanks so much for listening to today's podcast. If you would like more information about the ministries at Ocean View, or if you'd like to speak to someone directly, you can visit our website at www.ovbc.org. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day.